Hey, this is Jesse Canton. Man, I am so glad that you took the time to download this podcast. Listen, it's getting ready to be a blessing to you. It is power packed full of wisdom. Listen, as you hear this episode and you maybe you want to be a blessing to this podcast, well, you can hit me up on Cash App. Type in Jesse E. Canty, J-S-S-E, the letter E, C-A-N-T-Y, with the dollar sign, of course. And you can be a blessing. Anything you give will be appreciated. I thank you, and I pray that nothing but God's blessings and his best be upon you. Take care. Hey, this is Jesse Cancer with another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? Understand this. Every person that's alive right now has been born into generational blessings. I mean, our ancestors have paved many roads that we're walking on today. The question is, what blessings are you going to create for your descendants to benefit from? Can we talk about it? I like to call this one Silver Spoon. Let's go, man. Yeah, man. Man of wisdom, man of wisdom. From the pulpit to the podcast, from the pulpit to the podcast, to the podcast, Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? This is your host, Jesse E. Canty, and this is episode number 59, man. Listen here, I got something strong and long for you, man, but I'm going to put it in a short time. It's powerful, and it's called Silver Spoon, also known as Creating Generational Blessings. Let's pray and get it on. Father, we thank you right now, Father, for what you have given me. I ask you right now, Father, that you make it plain to me and make it plain to the hearer that it may be impactful and applicable unto their lives. We give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Listen here. This thing is so powerful, man. I want to jump right into it because it is a connection. If you did not hear episode 58, Defeating Daddy's Demon, you need to pause right now and go back and hear episode number 58, which is the last one that I did, other than this one, is Defeating Daddy's Demons. Because that one dealt with more of generation curses. And I and I and I and I went through it and began to introduce some things and showing how we gotta how we gotta defeat the curses of uh, that our ancestors uh, that we inherited from our ancestors. And I began to break down some things a little bit more in that one. But I also said that I'm if I'm gonna do that, I said I gotta come back and create the next video to deal with generation blessings. And I'm gonna briefly show you how we have been benefited from generation blessings, but I'm also show you how you can create the same way, the same way we have inherited generational curses and created generation curses or created demonic attacks that's that's going to come against our grandchildren because we open up the door of something in our family within our family. You can also start generational blessings, and I call it silver spoon. <clears throat> And the reason why I call it Silver Spoon, which again, older people around my age, they understand, I already know where he going when you say Silver Spoon. Some people don't understand Silver Spoon. They never heard that terminology before. It's a terminology that says somebody is born with a Silver Spoon in their mouth. To be born with a Silver Spoon in one's mouth means to be born with all the advantages. There's an old TV show that used to come on. Ricky Stroder used to start it. It was called Silver Spoons. <laughs> And it was referring to him and his father, how they was born into wealth. 
So if you saw somebody who was born into a family where their daddy bought them nice cars, they they never struggled, they they you know financially or whatever area that was, they would say that they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. So now listen to this definition again: to be born with a silver spoon in one mouth means to be born with all the advantages, or to be born into a rich family. This, of course, is based on the fact that utensils of poor people uh, would be made of lead, tin, or pewter. Uh, but while the upper class only utensils made out of precious metals such as, such as silver. So that's where that, that terminology comes from, uh, silver spoon. So watch this now. If you can turn that thing spiritually and realize the blessings and we're talking spiritually and naturally on this episode. Now we're talking spiritually right now that the blessings that you have been born into when you give your life to God, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal savior, you are what the Bible call born again. So when you're born again, that means all things became old. Now you're a new creation or a new creature and you walk in, even though you look like the same person, you still have the same size feet, same size hands and et cetera. Your spirit has been renewed. And when your spirit has been renewed, now you're walking with a new life. And whether you realize it or not, because of the sacrifice that Christ had already made on Calvary, he took our sins, he hung on the cross, he died, descended to the lowermost parts of the earth, he stayed there for three days, resurrected, resurrected with all power. Then he was called up into heaven, uh, went on the cloud back to heaven, told us that he left us to uh, a comforter, which is the Holy Spirit to do greater works than what he did. So now the liberty that Jesus fought for has been passed down to us. The power that Jesus have have been given to us. The victory that Jesus uh, accomplished have been given to us. Spiritually, we have been born again with the silver spoon in our mouth. We have the advantages. Uh, we have to take advantage of all this power and authority that Christ have endued us with because of our ancestor, which would be Christ in this context, have already put in the labor before us. He destroyed, he, he literally neutralized hell's forces when he died on the cross and resurrected. So we are born with, when you get born again, you are born with the silver spoon in your mouth. So to say, well, likewise, that's the spiritual side. Now I'm going to go to the natural with a little bit of spiritual twist, which means even in the natural side, uh, I wasn't born into a wealthy family, but I wasn't born into a straight poor family either. My father would work hard to bring home the bacon. My, what my father did, he, he benefited from what his father did. But also what my father did, as I call daddy's demons, what my father did naturally did affect me in some aspects spiritually. Likewise, what my father or what my mother did spiritually affected uh, affected me as well spiritually. And what my mother did naturally affected me naturally. Let me, I'm, I'm explain it like this. Let me read to you 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. Listen, to, it's going to make much sense. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. And it says, I remember your genuine faith. Now, this is Timothy talking now. <laughs> he said, I remember your genuine faith for you share. Nope, this is Paul talking to Timothy. I remember your genuine faith for you share the faith 
that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. Now listen to this now. So we're talking about just showing you a generational blessings that it was Timothy's grandmother, Lois, who first was introduced to the faith. She passed it down to her daughter, Eunice. Eunice, Timothy's mother, passed it down to her son, Timothy, and it continued strong in Timothy. This was right here, a silver spoon or a blessing that was created within the family. Remember last episode, talk about curses that was passed down. And we also know how natural curses can pass down. If something is wrong with daddy got cataracts and it passes on down, and they, they want to know your history when you go to the doctor, they got to fill out this long chart and et cetera, because you are closely connected to your ancestors. Well, likewise, the blessings that our ancestors have been operating in, we are closely connected to it. There are some struggles, there are some fights that you've been struggling and fighting with when your years here on the earth that God sent me here to tell you that you don't even have to struggle over it because your ancestors, there are some demons your ancestors defeated, but you don't know they defeated and here you are struggling with them now. God have already set you and your family free of some of these things, but you cannot. I told you once before that the curse can be canceled and the demons can remain if you don't put them out. God would open up a, a land and territory for his children and he would tell them, this is the land that I've already given to you. But you got to go in and possess it. He'll start naming our Amorites, Jebusites, and Preserites, and all this other stuff. Preserites. He says, these are the people that's dwelling in there, but check this out. You may have people living over there in that land, but this is your land. Your ancestors have already proven themselves faithful for you to get it. The only thing about it is you have to put on your warfare mindset and go over there and possess it. I love the word possess because it means to basically Debo it. Now, you don't know, you ain't ever watched Friday. The movie's Friday, Debo. That's like a bully. In other words, you got to go take back what the enemy stole from you or tried to steal from you. Because every time Satan tried to steal something from you, when he tried to steal your land that God have given you, he didn't just steal your land. He steal, he's trying to steal your son's land. He's trying to steal your daughter's land. He's trying to steal, steal your grandson's land, your great-granddaughter's land, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Understand that what God have given you is meant, he don't just move for you only. When God give you a breakthrough, he give you a breakthrough for your family. I don't know who I'm talking to. Let me pause and prophesy right now. But this thing that you are dealing with right now, God told me to tell you, this fight that you're having is bigger than you. That's why you can't throw in the towel. That's why you can't walk away. Somebody about ready to close down shop and walk away from this whole thing. God says you cannot give in and let it defeat you because the victory you got, the, the victory that is in your hand will be passed down to your children or either the defeat that's in your hands that you that you allow to be placed in your hand will be passed down to your children, children, and you can't quit. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. God has blessed us to have listeners all around the world. 
And I thought to myself, I said, maybe there's somebody that wants you to have a prayer request. I want you to pray with them concerning anything, your family or whatever it is. If that's be so, listen, drop me an email at jessecantypodcast at yahoo.com. J-S-S-E-C-A-N-T-Y podcast at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. I love to pray with you. And I want you to have a blessed day. He said that that thing, that same, uh, 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 that same faith was in Lois, his grandmother. It was in his mother, Eunice, and now it's strong in you. I would not be who I am, Jesse Kenny, if my mother did not pray for me. The very reason I can do this podcast right now is because Mary E. Canty labored for Jesse. Not only my natural mother labored for me, but my natural mother, spiritual mother, was named Pastor Verde May Fowler. She labored. I remember times I would get kicked out of school, and every time I missed 62 days in one year, suspended from fighting, nine fights, uh, six fights in one year, this, uh, uh, suspended nine times in one year. Now it's illegal to do all that, but I, I missed 62 days in one year because I was always cutting up in school. And I remember my mother picked me up one day, a rainy day, took me to Emmett on Bobo Street and took me to my pastor's house. And those two were number us three in that house. And my pastor looked at me and said that God going to use you mightily. It said that the hand of the Lord is upon you. I think I was about 12 years old. It said that the hand of the Lord is upon you, but the enemy want to try to destroy you. And what she did, she went in that kitchen and she said, but we're going to intervene through prayer and got that bottle on, on anointing oil. Poured that anointing oil over my head, man. Them two women got the laboring in that house. Seemed like they prayed for about two hours. They moved the coffee table back and had me sitting there in that floor and double teamed me. They prayed for me at age 11 or 12 years old, prayed and, and renounced every spirit that was over my life and spoke positive and spoke blessings and said that I was going to be a man of God and said that God was going to use me. My, they did that at age 11. I'm going to say it again. I would not be who I am today at 47. If God didn't use my mother and my spiritual grandmother, Pastor Verme Fowler, to labor for me back when I was 11 or 12. So this is a prime example of God creating a silver spoon or a generational blessing that the same thing that was fought and labored for me, I have the same authority to do for Jesse Jaden Canty. For Callie Foster, I'm sorry, these are my grandbaby names. <laughs> I got to say, even my great-grandbabies that I don't have or my great-great-grandbabies that I may not even live to see. God said that he will visit the sins upon the generation uh, up to the third to fourth generation sins of the father. But if you read your Bible, he'll bless the generation up to a thousand years. I want, well, I want the full 1,000 years for my family. I want to create, gener I thank God to continue to walk in generational blessings, but I also want to create some new generational blessings. How about you? Listen to this right here. Let's talk about, I don't want to assume you know what generational blessings is. So let's talk about this for a minute. Generational blessings is the continued covering of God's covenant over your family from generation to generation to generation. 
Okay, that sounds good, but where did that come from in the Bible? I don't believe you're talking Bible. Well, that's reference from Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 and 3. How God told Abraham, leave your family, leave your country, leave your kinfolks. He said, and when you leave that, you got to understand in Jewish custom, that means that you are forsaking your blessings that were going to be passed down through your father. You have left your inheritance. You have left the, the, your seed. And uh, another word where your offspring and the descendants would be. And God says, leave them, Abraham, Genesis chapter in part of chapter 11, beginning part, part of chapter 12. He said, I will make your name great. I will make you a great nation, which means I cause a blessing to be passed down and begun in you, which we know today as to be called the Abrahamic covenant. This generation is now living under the Abrahamic covenant. And through Abraham's seed, we are blessed. Now watch this. I'm going to get a little bit technical right quick because most people do not. They group two statements in the Bible together, which is not meant to be grouped together. One place they talk about the, 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 the disciples talks about we are Abraham's seeds. And then you say, well, are we Abraham? Are we the seeds of Abraham? The seeds of Abraham are two things, or the seed of Abraham is two things. The seed of Abraham, first of all, is Christ. So when we're referring to someone that's of the, of the seed of Abraham that's going to get victory and that's going, God going to raise up, that's Christ. Also, plural now, S-E-E-D. Then all of a sudden, now that's spiritually through Christ, but we are also the seed of Abraham because God, through through Abraham and God, the covenant that God made with Abraham, his seed, plural, shall be blessed. Now, that includes us, too, because we're the offspring of Christ. The seeds of Abraham is the Arabs and the, you know, the ones that came from his loin naturally. So we are in now the Abrahamic covenant and we are considered as the seed of Abraham. We are born into the Abrahamic blessings. That's why I do not have to struggle. You know, you're not going to cause me to believe that God, I'm talking about struggling beyond finances, which is included my finances too. I am protected by God. Let's give you, let's give you Bible. Let's give you Bible. Watch this. Where is this at? Um, let's first read here uh, uh, from Exodus. Exodus chapter 20, verse five says this. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins and the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Do you not remember when Christ told Abraham, he says, I will, all that bless you, I bless you. Those that curse you, I curse you. Do you not remember when God told Abraham to go out there and look to the stars? He said, first of all, he told him to look to the sand on the on the beach. On the, he said, all the, all, I'm calling it sand on the beach. He says, so shall your descendants be, as numerous as your descendants shall be. Look to the stars. He says, that's how many of your descendants is going to be. As long as you are faithful, Abraham, I'm going to set up a covenant or a generation of blessings that will pass all the way down to your descendants. Through every one of them. I mean, it got so good that God will begin to introduce himself. I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. And I'm the God of Jacob. That was God telling us that God is a God honors covenants. And he is a generational blessing God. 
So not only the same thing he did with Abraham, he can do with Jesse. Not only the same thing he do with Jesse, he can do with Richard. Not only the same thing he did with Richard, he can do with Tim. I'm trying to call your name for prophetically and make you understand that God says that you are at the steering wheel or you are at the head within your family that can create a blessing that the enemy cannot destroy that will cover your seed. See, the enemy want to try to fight my voice when I start talking about this, but I'm going to go back and say it again. God said that right now, what you do is going to set your generation apart from what the enemy thought he was going to do with them. You are able to seek and destroy every generation of curse and just tear it down. Tear down the altars of the enemy that's been set up in your family, whether it's an alcoholic spirit. That's why God still got me alive now. I'm walking in many blessings, but I am not just called to sit back and enjoy these blessings. I am called to seek and destroy the curses that are yet remain within my family and begin to target them with every ounce of strength and every ounce of anointing that God has given me. I don't know who I'm talking to in this thing, man. Listen to this here. Let's get deeper in this. Christ redeemed us from the curse by the law, by becoming a curse for us. We already understand that. But again, the curse have been remained, but the demon, the curse have been removed, but the demons remain. We are anointed to drive out any inhabitants in our land. That means you have been given the law of God and the authority of God to anybody that has possession or is, is, is on your property spiritually or possessing your property. You have been anointed to seize it. You have been anointed to conquer it. You have been anointed to drive out the enemy. In both the Old and New Testaments, God called himself the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Because God is a relationship God. He, he stands on his promises and his purpose was fixed to all those who descended from these individuals. Now you have to ask yourself this right here. When you deal with the Abraham covenant and, and dealing with God blessing you for a thousand years, what is God trying to say to us? This is what I believe he's trying to say. Every new generational believer, every believer that's hearing this right now in Christ, you can break the cycle of generational sin and begin the cycle of generational blessings within your family. You can do that. And not only, not only you can do that, you are assigned to do that. But in order to, in order for us to create generational blessings, we have to be willing to did to deal with our issues. We have to be willing to address every weakness that, number one, still resides within us. That's spiritually, that's naturally. We can talk about this thing just straight financially. I decree in the name of Jesus. I got grandchildren that I'm fighting for. I got children that I'm fighting for. And I decree in the name of Jesus that everything I put my hand to do is tear down the altar of the enemy. It's going to cause them to walk into a greater authority, a greater anointing, and even a greater commitment to God. Because when they come of age and realize what's been done and what's been trying to come against them, they're going to walk in the same power that their grandfather and their great-grandfather walked in. They're going to be able to take the family from curses to blessings. 
Do y'all believe this here? Your entire family will prosper because of your faith. That's Deuteronomy chapter 28. I'm going to read that in a minute. No, I don't, I'm not going to be able to read it. I'm going to have time. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 through 14, I think. You can read the entire chapter. That shows you right there that these blessings shall overflow and shall you shall bless you be blessed you be in the city, blessed you be in the field, etc. I'm going to say it again. Your entire family will prosper because of your faith. If that don't motivate you to fight, if that don't motivate you to start fasting, if that don't motivate you to put your wig on and do what you got to do, if that don't motivate you to pull up your britches, man, and stand for God like never before in these last and evil days, especially when we seeing the stuff that's taking place in this world, especially when we seeing how it's even worse now than it was for us growing up. If you don't stand up for your family, if you don't stand up in for in and be the one to stand in the gap for your family, then who else will? God will look for someone to stand in the gap. Your entire family will prosper, is supposed to prosper because of your faith. I heard Bishop Jake say it like this one time before. He says that when after you dead and gone, your great, great, grand, he, he said about three or four times, your great, great grandchild should look up on the wall and see your picture. And he going to point to it and say, who is that? And one of your descendants just say, listen here, your great, great grandpappy was a bad motor scooter. It because of him, he left you these wealth, this wealthy wealth. It because of him now, no longer the, the demons that he, he had to deal with. The civil rights stuff, I'm trying to put in the same issue. Just like what Dr. Martin Luther King and fought and endured, we don't have to do now. Everything I dealt with privately, private demons, strong demons, poverty demons, sexual demons, all the things that have attacked me, if I conquer them now, then I'll be able to pave the way for my grandchildren and great-grandchildren if I see to walk into generational blessings. Do y'all believe that? You will be the one to break and destroy any and every generational curse that have controlled your family in the name of Jesus. Do you hear what I'm saying? It is your assignment to seek it out and destroy it. I'm going to say that again. You will be the one to break and destroy every generational curse that has controlled your family in the name of Jesus. I believe that. You are a giant killer. Every high thing that tried to exalt itself against the whole bloodline, your whole bloodline, you are anointed to destroy it. Hallelujah. Tear down the strongholds of the enemy. In, in Exodus, I'm going to read this one last thing. In Exodus chapter 34, it read like this. But ye shall destroy their altars, break their images, cut down their groves. For thou shalt worship no other God. For the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they go a-whoring after their gods, and do sacrifice unto their gods. And one call thee, and thou eat of his sacrifices. I'm going to end it like this right here with that verse there that says this. Don't you understand in 2021, through music, through political mess that's going on, through the things that's going on within our country, everything is fastly set up 
We're in the last days. It's set up right now to cause an entire generation. And that's the coming out of it, to, even the one that's coming after us, to be lost. I mean, people, the habits of growing up, it's the things I was raised up in, which you go to church consistently. You've seen a family pray together. But we got, we in a generation now where drugs are being more rampant. I mean, a lot of sin that was considered taboo in my time is no longer taboo. I mean, it's out the closet, it's bold with it. And when you look, you, you at least could look to the church. And you can look to the church and see difference. When I see the church, I'm not talking about just the building. I'm talking about the believers of God, the followers of Christ. But the time that we're living in now, the followers of Christ is taking on more characteristics of this world. I mean, we're not, I mean, we call it evil good. <laughs> Everything is being set up. To, to allow, to cause the, the body of Christ to lose its power and its authority, what we're supposed to be living and operating in. I don't know if this is boring to you, but I'm telling you the truth. And God is not pleased with it. He said, if my people, he's talking to the people who have been called by his name, humble themselves and pray. Seek my face, turn from our wicked ways. Then will he hear from heaven and heal the land. We cannot create blessings apart from being obedient to God. I pray that the spirit of obedience possess us more than a spirit of greed. And the reason why I say that, because spirit of greed don't even supposed to possess us, but we wanting blessings. We wanting these other things more than we want to be obedient to God. That's why this generation has to repent. Father, we repent right now of everything in every area of God, error that we have strayed away from you, Father. We ask you right now, Father, that you restore unto us the authority, God, that you have already given us to walk and tread on surface and to destroy the altar of the enemy and create generational blessings within our family. I thank you right now, God, for this is only the beginning of what you're doing for your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Because the time I got to go. Y'all be blessed. Hope it was a blessing to you. Hey, business owners, this is Rashad Brown with SwipeFast, located in Columbia, South Carolina. We are excited to be partnering with Jesse E. Canty in the How Bad Do You Want It podcast. Since 2017, SwipeFast has been helping business owners like you save up to 99% in their debit and credit card processing fees. So if you process business to business or business to consumer payments, we have solutions that will meet your needs and would love to hear from you. You can reach us at SwipeFast.com forward slash save. That's swipe, spelled with the Y, or contact us at 1-800-597-0713. Don't forget to let us know that Jesse E. Canty sent you. Have a blessed day.